Jason, as it is every week, our show is brought to you by our friends at Budget Blinds. Budget Blinds! Summit. Budget Blinds, they are our friends and your friend too. Hey, here's something really cool. We always talk about we like these guys because this family is dedicated to Lee Summit and to the community as a whole. All through the month of February, $1 for every blind sold is going to the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network. So really what this means is you need to buy probably two or three blinds per window for your home. So you have maybe like a spring collection and a fall collection. You can switch your blinds out. That'd be fantastic. And then is that all the support. No, is, is, that, is that really a thing? Do, how, do you're looking do at that? me like I understand window treatments or something. <laughs> that, that was not that was not in the list of classes they taught me at law school was window treatments. So, uh, but you should buy a whole bunch of blinds for all of your windows so that they can make more dollar contributions to the pancreatic cancer research folks. And and do continue to do, I think, the great stuff that they do. It always amazes me, this company that's so busy doing all this work out there, always, always, always takes that extra time and that extra step to give back to the community, to those in need in our in Lee Summit. And that right there is why we are so happy to call them a friend and to partner with them as one of our sponsors. Go see Budget Blinds of Lee Summit today right in the heart of downtown Lee Summit. Tell them Jason and Nick sent you. Hello again, and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I am Jason Norbury, and as always, I am joined by a man who always sufficiently prepares and vets his issues before the show. It's Nick <laughs> Parker, publisher of Link to Lee Summit. Wow. That I, that is that's a lot of responsibility you put on me. It's mostly a lie, but you know, I just want to give people the thing to know that we do actually think about this stuff in advance, and and we do a little bit of try to do a little work sometimes. All right, uh, Link to Lee Summit is the source for all the news you need about this very fine city, and our unofficial sponsor, and the looming doom behind us as we record this, the Polar Vortex. The Polar Vortex. I don't even know what that actually is, other than it's going to be real cold, and as this is released, everything is closed. They're not delivering the mail. They're not going to school. Everything's just shut down. I'll be at work, but you know, all, all the rest of y'all are going to get all cozy and warm, stay in. It's too dang cold to be outside. Don't go outside. Well, I'll be at work, Jason, and your kids might too. I don't know. But oh, you yeah. know, you know what kids, is happening? My, my homeschoolers don't get days off for the weather. <laughs> you know what is happening this weekend? Chocolate Crawl, the downtown Chocolate Crawl benefiting Lee Summit Social Services, Saturday, February 2nd. That's true. What we would like you to do, this is, it's not just a whole bunch of chocolate given away. This is a a fundraiser and, and a raiser for Lee Summit Social Services who do such good work in the city and those guys are big friends of the show as well. So what we want you to do is bring non-perishable food items to God Art. From noon to two on Saturday. So when you do that, they're going to give you some swag, but they're going to give you a chocolate bar. And that's your thing. And then you are free to go wander downtown to see all the cool stuff that's for sale. Figure out what kind of cool chocolate stuff they're doing in all the various and sundry stores downtown. It's always a fun time. Uh, very, very popular event. I think in part because I think people like chocolate, Nick. 
It's true. It's true. People like chocolate. I don't know why, but they do. Hey, here's some other stuff going on, Jason. Coming up, we've got. I want to talk a little bit about the the school board, the school district. The next school board meeting is set for February 21st. Everybody's looking at it. Everybody's thinking about the upcoming election in April. We are just now starting to reach out to the Board of Education candidates. So stay tuned to Leak to Lee Summit and to the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast. We will be having those all those candidates on for interviews. I'm just glad that we only have just the Board of Education this year and not like the Board of Education and every single city council member plus mayors and all the other bits and pieces that we had to go through in the last year's cycle. Because honestly, I think I'm still tired from last year's local elections. <laughs> Hey, lastly, I'm excited. I've got some, some I think, big news, at least for me. Jason, you and I are pushing up on on, on, on a birthday in the spring. Happy birthday to, to Pod. Us. Hey, so the Town Hall podcast has changed a little bit recently. It, it, we, 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 I've kind of merged what was the Community Voices podcast in with Town Hall, and now Town Hall is three days a week. So subscribe on all your favorite podcast apps so you can get with us. We've got a Monday morning news link with with all the news and events for the coming week. We've got Jason, you and I talking every Wednesday about our local issues and government. And then we have our Friday conversations. And I think kind of a neat thing to do is we're going to do a, a mailbag. We're going to do a mailbag episode. We're going to Facebook Live it coming up the end of next month. You, me, John Bedoin, who joins me on the Monday Newslink show, we're going to be here and we are going to answer questions from all of our listeners about what's going on in the city, what's going on with the schools. So as we get closer, we'll be putting out some some social media notices asking for questions. But if you think of any, if there are things you want to know that are going on in the city, send us some notes. We will talk about them, especially in that episode. But we always like to get questions anyway, Jason, as we plan our episodes. Yeah, and honestly, our content. If, if you guys come up with topics for us to talk about, it saves us having to think about it. And that's great. Jason doesn't like to think, guys. I that's, don't. That's, that's really what this is I about. Get, uh, my job is to think all day. And by the time I get out to this, I don't want to think anymore. I don't want to think for these people. But as a whole... Um, I think it's interesting, and really, what more could the people want than to see your and my beautiful faces on Facebook Live answering questions that they have for it? I mean, what else could you possibly well, want? Well, you know, we have, uh, we, have, we have what they call faces that are good for radio. That is absolutely the truth. All right. Well, let's move on. Um, so we're going to, um, I think, just do a last little bit here to touch back on some stuff that has been kind of rotating through the process. And we had talked um, on prior episodes about the what is called the Alera project that it was proposed. Um, it's a development project in the south uh, southwest part of Lee Summit, proposed to do a fairly significant number of smaller single-family houses on some narrower lots and what have you. And so it had come through Planning Commission, and it was last week on Tuesday, was up in front of the city council, and stuff happened with that. And so we want to talk a little bit about that because there's a there's a, a procedural tweak that we need to pay attention to and then and maybe talk about the way in which the community and the the city council uh, engaged that topic. So really what you're saying Jason is we're going to talk about procedure and we're going to talk about context. Know your brand and stay on it, man. <laughs> you know, I always liked it when they say, "Hey, find your lane." And stay in your lane. This is our lane. We are the government nerd procedure and context lane. We're on it. (laughs) 
Well, let's start with the procedure stuff first, Jason. What we've got here now is a supermajority vote by council is going to be needed, and that's because of the public protest. Right. So there, um, a protest petition was filed, and essentially what that is is if a certain percentage of the neighboring property owners lodge a protest, and it's within 185 feet, I believe, of the of the property in question, um, lodge, file the petitions necessary, then in order for it to become, for that application to be approved into ordinance by the city council, it requires a supermajority vote. And that was done. There's a very limited number of property owners, honestly, right around there. Some, you know, there's some big undeveloped pieces of land owned by one person or a small number of people. So it was it, and in the end, really one. It only required, I think, actually one signature to get all the way to that. But there was a number of protest petition filed, and there was a lot of conversation in the time between when it left the planning commission and when it got to city council on social media and a lot of hubbub that went about there. So that's the whole point. So it had first reading last Tuesday um, and was passed five to four by the council. And if that vote total holds for the second reading, then it would not pass city council and would not be approved at that point. So what needs to happen now is that for it to pass, one person is going to have to change their vote based on what happened last meeting. Correct. And I, and you know, your guess is as good as mine. And I, I don't like to play uh, criminal criminology to borrow a term from the well, 1980s. That's not, that's not, that's not why we're doing this. That's, that's not our point. But I, I think that just, I want to set up so people understand how this works, that it's not just a normal vote when it comes to second reading this time. They have to have that extra six person for it to pass. So, Correct. So, so it's an uphill of, battle for this developer right. and that project. Assuming all the five yes votes remain the same, um, in order for it to pass, one of council members Carlisle, Faith, Forte, or Benny would have to change their votes from no to yes for it to pass. Right. What I want to get to next, Jason, is the other thing that we like to talk about, and we, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Um, a, concerning the the school district and things going on there. I want to talk about it a little bit today from the city's point of view. And not really from the city's point of view, but about a city issue. This project has brought a lot of emotion, a lot of passion, and a lot of opinions about how we want our city to look in the future and the kinds of housing developments that we want to see happen. And all that is a part of a broader thing, I'm going to come full circle here, broader conversation that the city is is starting right now for strategic planning. But as it relates to just this topic, there were some comments made from the dais this last meeting, Jason, that, that made me pause a little bit and made me think that once again, maybe we're not having this conversation in the best possible way, in the most effective way. I do want to say, look, there have been a lot of public commenters, both I think at, at your planning commission meeting, also at, at these city council meetings. And for the most part, I think the public representatives that have come on, come forward to talk have been very good. They've been passionate. They've, they've had a lot of opinions, but they've done it in the right way. I think there were some comments from the dais, Jason, that maybe were not done the right way. Right. And I will uh, – so 
one of the things I want to make sure that we avoid today is an argue, to rehash the merits of this particular application. Right. That is right. that is not what we're doing at all. People in good faith can have difference of opinion on this application and whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, and that's fine. And that's what this whole – in fact, clearly the opinion on the council was somewhat split – and, and that doesn't make any of them wrong, except insofar as they disagree with me. And therefore, everybody who does that is wrong. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so it's not, uh, it's not about whether the vote was a good vote or a bad vote or your vote was the right way or the wrong way. That's not where we want to get to. So a year ago, or not quite a year ago, um, we took the opportunity to criticize some comments made at the end of city council by the mayor. Um, and... And we criticize them from a standpoint that if you were sitting there from the outside without all of the inside baseball that you and I pay attention to and you heard those, you could take them in a certain way that would leave you feeling excluded from the process. And we we raised that criticism and I, and I stand by that and I think the mayor understands that and, and we, has done a very good job at I think attempting to – as a whole, engage the community, engage the city council people in a healthy and a robust debate. I'm going to lob that same criticism now at Councilmember Benny. Um, he made some pretty, what I would call, intemperate comments about the kinds of people who get to buy new houses in Lee Summit. Um, he used the phrase, we have uh, people of a certain caliber who get to buy new homes in this. Um, and, and I found what he said to be very exclusive, sort of casting people out of the welcome into the community. Now, I will, I'll, I will say this. Is I am holding Councilmember Benny to a high, higher bar then I'm going to hold the people who come to give public testimony and public hearings, at whether it's at planning commission or at city council. A person who comes to city council to say, I want this or I don't want that or I'm in favor of or against whatever, has a pretty narrow constituency themselves and their opinion. And that's what they're supposed to be. Council members and the mayor have a much broader constituency. At a minimum, it's for a quarter of the city um, and arguably it's really for the whole city. That they're 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 out there, and so it's a it's a higher bar, and they and so I hold those people to a higher bar to make sure that we do actually not exclude. I'm going to lawyer the words around here, not exclude <laughs> people from the conversation, from the community, from the sense of welcome that is there. I think it's important that you 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 phrase it like that, and and, and I'm going to say that because I. I think a lot of the conversation, a lot of the planning that's going on, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna credit Mayor Bill Barrett a little bit for this. He he's he's really worked to do that. But we just the city just sent out a news release this week. It's on LakeDeliSummit.com if you guys want to read it. The city had just earned a designation called a community for all ages, and what that is talking about is this sense of inclusion, in that we've had. A lot of development over the last several years for seniors, whether that's services, whether that's senior ha housing. We've done a lot to make livable streets. So there's there's biking, there's things within walking distance. Sidewalk expansion has happened all over the city. All of this to be inclusive. 
to make it that we are a city made for whether whether you're a young adult, you're a ch- you're you've got children, whether you're a senior, that kind of thing. But that doesn't jive if we're at the same time using this kind of language to say we don't want that kind of development here. Right. Uh, and I agree 100%. And so that's that's the kicker here. And so I don't I don't want to accuse Councilmember Benny, and I'm not going to accuse Councilmember Benny or any of the council members who voted against this particular application of actually thinking sort of in an active way that they don't want the people who do not make significantly above the median income for Lee Summit to be able to buy a house in Lee Summit. You know, I think it, I think it's kind of a, a fun light moment here to bring up that Councilmember Bob Johnson responded to those comments that you're talking about with a funny story of his own that says, "Hey, if something like this had been had been stopped, I might not have ever come to Lee Summit because of the house that I was able to afford when I, I was 26 years old." Right. I thought that, and I thought that was a really good point. Is that that, that you know, here's a person who, um, and and we have taken our shots at Bob over time. Um, and rightly and well, rightly so. I mean, he's, he's a public (laughs) figure and he, he has been around for a long time involved in the community, in elective politics and other things, but he is a person who is without a doubt, a, a very important person in the last 40 years of this city's existence. I got to pop in and tell you something. I, I ran into council member Johnson over the weekend this is his – I mean, it really is his 39th year of public office. All right. So I, I, I certainly don't want to hear anybody complain when I say things like career politician Bob Johnson <laughs> ever again. No, just kidding. Uh, so – but my point is is that he has been an incredibly important part of the city over this time. And it was his capacity to find a housing solution that worked for him and his wife at the time that they wanted to move here that kept – that put him here and then essentially kept him here for the course of his – professional, political, and other, you know, raising children, doing all the things that he's done here in the city. And I think it was a really kind of an poignant point that we do need to take that and we need to make sure that those, the people who want to come here and their first house that they want to build it can do that in a reasonable set fashion and what have you. But without getting into the merits, once again, we're getting deep into the merits of this particular application, I think it's important that as we go into this strategic planning process, which is a process that is, as we had in our conversation with city manager Steve Arbo, you know, we're trying to include as many people in this process as possible to get as much of their opinion as possible to find out what does all of Lee Summit think? What do we want? How do we want to be as a city and where we need to go. And I think it's it's unfortunate that we're kind of launching into this. And a significant portion of that conversation is going to be about housing and development and those sorts of things. And it's kind of unfortunate we're launching into that and we're, our, our council members are at the dais using uncarefully chosen words that, that can easily lead to someone feeling excluded from the process. I want to I want to bring up one more time as you say that I think um, the, the same thing that we brought up about not quite a year ago when we 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 made similar criticism to our mayor the same thing though we said with that was it may not have been their intent right however it is important and and, and I think you're right that we hold a higher hold to a higher standard these these elected officials it's it is important to to think about an outsider's perspective how are the words you use going to be taken 
because I think it's very easy, even for you and I, we're, we're, we're not really public people, you know, we're not elected to a position, but you and I get to go places and have conversations with, with people that make us a, a little bit, we get a peek inside a little bit. And when you are a city council person or on the school board or whatever, you are inside. So there's a lot of talk that you get to hear and context you hear that not everybody does. And so it's important before you speak to take a second and think of how your words will be translated. Yeah, you sound just like my mom. I mean, a lot more words, but, you know, things like your words have impact. You should be careful how you choose them. So, uh, so mom, Jason, you Jason, were right again. Words Fine. matter. Words matter. All right. So we, I think that's probably what we want to cover on this particular topic. It's just I think it's something that we, we should pay attention to as we get into the um, into the strategic planning process, are we doing things and are our leaders, is our leadership, you know, who's the steering committee of this process, are we doing the things to make sure that we really are including as many people as possible in the discussion about where we want to go as a city? That will do it for us on this Wednesday edition of Lee Summit Town Hall. Like us, share us, click us, download us. All of those things, I I, I didn't I subscribe. Didn't cha- I didn't change the camera angle over to you, Jason. I just kept it on me this entire That's fine. time. That's fine. It's fun to see your face when I just randomly spout things at you <laughs> in the middle of what you're doing. So you know, I don't always know when you're going to be done because you just you just ramble on. But that is going to wrap it up for our this Wednesday edition of Lee Summit Town Hall. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. Send us mean tweets, man. We'll take them. We will take them on Twitter, at LS Town Hall, on Facebook, at Link to Lee Summit. Hey, maybe get on there. Give us a review, too. Let us know how we're doing. Send us some notes. We are always looking for, for good conversations and topics to talk about in our community, which is also your community. We will talk to everyone on Friday. Jason, as always, we are brought to you by Shred KC, another one of our sponsors. You want to know something cool? I've now been going four weeks on a meal plan through Shred. Ten pounds lighter. Well, I I said often I want to see less of you around this podcast process, but that wasn't exactly what I had in mind, but we'll take it. Well, you know, I do what I can. Hey, and the guy that owns it, Ryan Waters, he's got a tip for us. He says, eat protein Every morning, it's going to help keep you full. It's going to reduce cravings. So try to get at least one gram per pound of lean body weight. I don't know what that means. I'm not sure. I'm fairly certain. I know what my rough approximate body weight is, but I'm pretty sure that I don't have any idea what the lean one is. It might be like nine of the X number of pounds that I actually weigh. But I do. I find the protein chip a really valuable one. It helps me be fuller for much longer. So I eat less garbage in between the meals that we plan. I'm going to give him an extra pimp. Look, he's not even paying me for this one. But if you subscribe to the his new podcast, Shred, on your podcast app, he's got an episode coming up. We talk about the importance of eating breakfast every day and having lots of protein in it. So check out our podcast, Lisa Town Hall, and check out our partner's podcast, Shred. Shred.